Hello, everyone. I just wanted to come on and uh, share a few of my my thoughts on how my day-to-day life is with all these autoimmune diseases and how people out there suffer every day and no one actually recognize the little people like us that uh, we suffer, you know, we struggle. We have it, you know, really hard. You know, I'm not knocking the people that's um, well off and able to get out there and, you know, share their word or anything like that. I'm just saying that I feel that these uh, foundations and companies don't really look at the ordinary people, normal people uh, that, you know, suffer through what we go through. Um, For example, with me, when I first went and to see the hand doctor, they had never, ever seen anything like my hands before. You know, and had, you know, it was amazing for them to be able to study my hands and look at my hands. You know, but I don't know if they took that anywhere else or they just kept it for themselves. You know, but it's just the whole idea of I'm an ordinary person that where rheumatoid arthritis deformed my hands to the where that where you see the ones in the commercials with rheumatoid arthritis, mine is 10 times worse than that. That's how bad my rheumatoid arthritis is on my body, with my hands, my ankles, my joints. I have hardware in my body, you know, that I would never thought that I would have, you know, to be able to keep me mobile the way I am. But people don't get to see that side of people like me. Cause I know there gotta be other people out there like me have um, artificial joints and stuff and suffering the same way I am but we suffer in silence. And for some reason that I feel that I should open my mouth and say something today, you know, because this is the way I live and probably a thousand, a millions of other people live. But we don't get to, people don't get to hear us I mean, with the RA with me, it's destroying my body. With the rheumatoid, uh, with the pulmonary fibrosis, it's destroying my body. You know, the lupus, it's destroying my body. You know, I had never heard of lupus until 2004. You know, and 
there are some people out there that had lupus way before I have, back in the 90s, back in the 80s, but you didn't hear anything about it, you know. But now lupus is coming out, you know, and come back to the corporations and stuff again. They don't show how lupus really, really affects people's body. They show people that live in normal, healthy lives. But lupus destroyed my body, and I still live a normal, healthy life, but it's not the picture life that they're portraying, like you can, you know, you can have this life. You, you probably can in the early stages where you can, you know, still enjoy life and family and, you know, get out and do things. But as lupus progressed, they don't show that part, how it destroys your body, how it destroys your people's mind. I mean, you know, this is my thoughts on how, you know, they, these corporations and doctors and stuff don't understand, you know. And when I was first diagnosed, when I first went to my first specialist, he looked at me and he like, I, I don't see how you can have all this. I don't think you have all this. He was doubtful. This man ran blood tests on me every month to my veins wasn't no more because he was in doubt that I had what I had. So I asked him, since you constantly running blood tests, when are you going to start treating me for these illnesses? It's right there telling you the numbers don't lie. That's when I had to wake up and realize, okay, I need to find someone that's gonna listen to me. And I moved on. I left that doctor and went and found me another doctor. Like I said, I went through, I go through so many doctors because you have doctors out there that doubts you. You have doctors out there that think there is something that is all in your head and they don't believe you. So they don't treat you for what you initially going for. Some of them don't even treat you for nothing. They don't give you nothing. They just have you to come in and, and ask you, you know, what's going on. If you just sit there and tell them the same thing, but they're not doing anything, then they want you to go get lab work done. This is my life that I go through. What I was going through in the beginning, and sometimes I still go through that when I come across a doctor that don't want to listen because I know my body. You just meeting me. I can tell you more about my body than what they got down written on that paper. My medical records can tell, say, because a lot of the doctors, they don't that write down exactly what you're saying. They write down what they think is wrong with you. You know, because, you know, they give you these little printouts and 
I read my printout. I don't know if anybody else read their doctor's printout and see do they have you mentioning it where the patient mentioned this. Sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not there. You know, and I don't think it's fair to us as a patient to have to endure being ignored. You know, and then they constantly want to pump you full of medication that have so many different side effects. It works for one something, but it destroys something else. And I go through that every day. I'm going through it now. They gave me a pill that's supposed to help with the nerve pain in the phalgomyalgia. That it does. But the side effects are horrendous on my body. I mean, as soon as I swallow this pill, within 10 seconds, I have abdominal pain out of this world. Well, I can't even finish enjoying my meal because, <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I am enjoying my meal to the point where I can't enjoy it anymore because of the abdominal pains from this one little pill. And I suffer all night from that one little pill. I sleep on a heating pad to help with the pain of the abdominal pain. Because I don't have pain meds. I have contacted the doctor office and left several messages. They have not got back with me. Only thing they keep sending me is emails talking about I need to schedule an appointment. And I just had an appointment two weeks ago. So I scheduled an appointment to see what's going to happen from that because, like I said, you know, the pill helps what it's supposed to do. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm saying it does help because the neck pain, and the phasmosis, the tingling, and the crawling, that had really slowed down. It just, the abdominal pains are there. And I can actually hear the ringing even more in my ears. You know, as I'm doing this recording, my ears are ringing off the chart. But this is a everyday thing for me. You know, I'm sitting, listening to some relaxing music to try to put that ringing to sleep. You know, that Susan sound going through my ears, it helps calm that ringing and that buzzing and hissing sound. But see, this is what I'm, I go through every day. But they don't talk about these different things that happen, what lupus can do to your body. 
you know, lupus do a lot of different things. It attacks a lot of different areas of your body, your organs. I mean, everything. But they don't talk about those things. They don't show those things. But there's people out there like me that goes through these things every day. But there's no one expressing that, acknowledging that. I mean, joint replacements. There's people that have to have those hip replacements and everything because of their RA. I've been blessed that I have not had to have a hip replacement or a knee replacement. And not to say that it might not come on down the road, but so far I've been really blessed that I didn't have to have those two surgeries. But I don't have every other surgery, joint replacements. And then they talk about lung transplants. You know, my pulmonologist mentioned that. Because this was, you know, we was uh, talking on the lupus group yesterday and they was brought up a topic about transplants and most of, a lot of them wanted to talk about kidney transplant because a lot of them, people that have lupus have kidney problems really bad. You know, then a lot of us have lung problems really bad. But you never see those, that side of the people that's actually living in their lives, living through these side effects and conditions that are constantly changing. You don't get to see those people. You get to see the smiley face ones. but they don't understand when a person get lupus, they really don't understand what's gonna really happen. I know they told me that it was gonna get worse before it get better. And that's all they told me. And as the years have went on, I see it progresses more and more. A little bit east at me. Every year. Every year. A little bit more. A little bit more. But I'm still fighting it and I'm still here. I'm not giving up because I feel if you give up, you give up, you die. You just fade away to the background. I'm not going to fade away. I want to live. I want to enjoy life to my abilities, to what my Heavenly Father wants me to enjoy my life with. But a lot of people don't get to see us like that. They don't get to see 
the day-to-day struggle. Like Sundays, I cannot even get out of bed. It's as of today. I'm laying here in my bed recording this. Because I'm in pain. Abdominal pain to the point where my stomach hurts so bad, it hurts to sit up, it hurts to stand, it hurts to walk. And I'm laying here with a heat pad attached to my tummy. So this is what I'm saying. People don't get to see that. People don't get to hear about that. If they do, I haven't heard anyone. But I'm here to, to just express my thoughts and my feelings, how I feel. And this is one of, of my bad days. Like I said, a good day for me is a 7. Today is a 10 plus plus. And I just want to share with you all how I feel on a worse day. And when I'm feeling this way, I, my mind thinks and wonder, is there anybody else going through this like I am? Or is there anyone else going through this pain like this every day, nonstop? I don't have a 10 plus plus every day, but I have chronic pain every day. I have the numbness, the tingling, the purple fingers, the purple toes, no feelings, and neither one. That that happens every day. It's part of my routine. Not to not know if my I know when my fingers are going to get ready to turn purple because I can feel it coming on. And I can go and run some hot water in the sink and stick my hand in it and my fingers still will turn purple. If I try to even catch it early, it still would turn purple. And I still have to let it sit in that water for 15 to 20 minutes before my fingers have blood circulating through them again. It's the same way with my feet. Go sit it in the tub. Have to wait to the blood circulation because I live through this every day. And with this abdominal pain, it's been really hard for me to get up to get to the tub to put some water in there and put my feet in there. So what I do, I take the heat pad off my feet, off my tummy, and put it on my feet and heat my feet up that way. If not, I, before my daughter went to work today, I had her to get my uh, massage shoes. They're a little pair of block uh, slippings that I uh, got from CVS. They, they heat up, they massages. It's a plug-in, you can't walk around in them. But uh, I had her to plug them up right beside the bed, so and my feet get numb and start tinkling. Feeling cold, I could just swing my legs off the side of the bed and stick my feet in and turn it on. I mean, you know, these are the things that I do 
to keep me going all day. You know, I even have a uh, massage gun they like, if I get muscle cramps, I can reach over on my nightstand and grab it and turn it on and massage that muscle cramp right on out. My leg, my feet, my shoulder. This, see, those are the things that I'm talking about that people don't know. These are the little things that we do, what I do, to keep ourselves mobile and keep going because you just can't sit and just take medication and not put something else with it to help yourself but I do I add other little things to help me because if I didn't I will be bedridden most likely and not able to move. And back in 2008, yeah, 2008 and 2009, I was bedridden because to, I was on a power scooter where I said, doctors wasn't treating me what I was going to them for. And I ended up going to a specialist hospital uh, to be evaluated for a lung transplant. And that's when I found out that my immune system was so bad that I wouldn't even survive. If I survived the surgery, I probably wouldn't survive recovery so my next question was what do I do and that's when they started me on this uh, drug called Rituxin for my RA and it helped me get mobile again because when I went in there I was on a power school in two weeks when I had to go back for my second dose of this medication um, I walked in there. That's how quickly the medication worked for me. And I've been on that medication ever since. So, now they're again talking about a lung transplant. So, my pulmonologist said that, you know, he's going to look into it and see what he need to do to, have, you know, get me on the list and everything. But it's not too severe where I need one now like I did before. But it's just going to put me on the list. So when that time comes, I'm there already. I have my oxygen. I sleep with it at night. I take my portable when I leave home. So it's it's an everyday thing for me. This is my life. And 
I know it got to be somebody else's life out there too that goes through this. Not just only me. But being ignored by professionals that don't want to listen and hear you and treat you properly, the condition that you have properly, what is we supposed to do? Sit in the background and just suffer? I am so glad that I have enough intelligence to know my patient rights. You know, and I advise a lot of people, read your patient rights. Read everything that they put in front of you so you know your rights. Because you have the right to get proper medical care. If you're not satisfied with the person you got, find someone else. We have those rights. You can't not give me something to sign to excuse me to cover you if no something go wrong. But they have to give you patients' rights along with that. So after you do what you have to do, go and have a seat. Read your patient rights. If you can't read it, have someone to read it to you. Know your rights. And the person with you needs to know your rights. Because it's too many of us suffering for no reason. And I know there got to be a lot of us out there suffering. I don't consider myself suffering to, well, that I'm being elected now. My doctors listen to me. We talk. It's not that, oh, well, no. Those doctors, I kick to the curb. As now, I'm still. I'm looking for a new rheumatologist. I'm always looking for a rheumatologist. I don't know why I can never find a rheumatologist that I think that I'm gonna be able to work with. Every time I think I got one, it turned out to be a dud. So that's why I always make sure I have an internal medicine doctor as my primary care because he that and still be able to treat me for my other illness till I can find a specialist that's in that field. But those are my rights. This, this one's, we need to know our rights. You know, because if we don't know our own rights as a patient, how is we gonna get treated equally? And I, you know, I had a doctor tell me, well, this and I can do for you. Okay, well, you ain't worry about me coming back. <laughs> no, there's nothing you can do for me. And that was a rheumatologist. Nothing you can do for me. Okay. But I have RA. 
discomfort and thousand discomfort I'm allergic to two medications that you know I know it got to be something else out there and behold there is something else out there something that actually works for nerve pain and works for phalgenalgia so I got a two for one this one little pill that killing my tummy but it works for the phalgenalgia and it works for the nerve pain so did you not know about this medication because I've developed it been around for a good little while And I, you know, I guess that's why I didn't arise. Did nobody mention this to you? No, never heard of it. At all our, our rheumatoids that into, ain't none of them into that medication. Not that little pill. No. And behold, I'm not even allergic to it. Only thing I have is side effects. The abdominal pain. But they're just me. This is how I feel. This is, these are my thoughts on how us regular people get ignored, totally ignored. You guys, I thank you all for letting me do this talk and, you know, I feel a lot better getting it out my chest and and I hope it helps someone out there and I hope it makes you know make you feel that okay you're not alone going through this and to my next topic I will see you all and thank you and you all have a blessed weekend namaste